Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, Cheeseheads. Welcome to another episode of the Cheese Room Podcast. Today, well, who knows what we're discussing? Mostly Conte, by the sounds of it. But um, we'll also be discussing the 3-3 draw with Southampton down on the South Coast, which I had the joy of travelling to and witnessing firsthand. I'll tell you about my experience in detail. Right, joining me to discuss, as always, from South London, it's Mr Paul Muir. How you doing, Paul? Yeah, not bad. Did we play football yesterday, or do we just have all the other kind of fallout mm. from uh, that 90 minutes? No. For about 10 minutes we played football. For about 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, um, we're recording this like probably 24 hours later, so we've had a, all a, a bit of time to uh, digest and let what happened yesterday in the game and the aftermath uh, sink in. So yeah, really to talk about it. Yeah, it was a, a difficult one. I, I missed a lot of it. It was just travelling back and then sort of turned my phone on and saw the loads of madness and then was trying to, like on the train on the way back, losing reception, trying to watch videos and stuff like that. It was kind of a lot. A lot happened. Everyone's had their opinions on it. It's been a, it's been a traumatic 24 hours. Um, but also joining from, from South America, all the way from Brazil, it's Mr. Brendan McGurty. How are you doing, Bren? I'm good. Yeah, good to be back on. Um, glad, glad we're doing this 24 hours later, certainly after the the scandals of the press conference and stuff like, cause normally we record really close after full time and we don't get yeah. in the, the sort of post match press conferences. But I think that's, that's pretty much what this pod is about. It's going to be about that. Uh, but yeah, just back from Rio met with a friend of the pod, Tim Vickery went on a date uh, for the St. Patrick's day. <laughs> celebration. Uh, nice. Nice. This, this Sandro give that the okay. Is he all right? <laughs> <laughs> one thing no, that on, on Sandro, like so, Ed, anyone that sent Sandro a message for his birthday, he, he sends his best. Says he loves the Spurs fans because he doesn't have Twitter, so he's big on Instagram. He loves his Insta, but on Twitter he doesn't use. So yeah. he, he asked me to send him the messages. Um, oh wow! Is from he paying you now to work as his PA? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm his PA. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, he's 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 proper grateful. So uh, everyone that sent him a happy birthday, he's he's very happy. And and Tim Tim Vickery, the legend, Dino. Uh, great to sort of hang out with him in Rio. He um, he's very Conte out. He's he's very potch back in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just it was all good fun, and I'm back, and I'm I'm feeling battered because Ipanema Beach, like it looks very nice. But oh, here we go. Feeling so violent, like it just. I'm so I'm, I've done my knee. I've, I've got aches all over, but I'm on the pod because I'm a, I'm a team player. What were you doing in the sea, Brent? As we've discussed before in the pod, <laughs> as we discussed, like, I go into the sea to pee. So oh, right. going there, there's no toilets. So you go into the, and then, so it's very hard to sort of do it when you're getting smashed by the waves that are coming in like above the head. So um, that, that was why, but it was, it was good fun. Uh, good stuff. Right, as we always do, let's have a look at the lineup. Don't need to spend too long on this because it was pretty much the same. In fact, it was the same as the previous match, I think, wasn't it? 
Yeah, same. No, no changes, unchanged from uh, previous game. Poro retaining his place, right wing back, and then the back three picks itself. And then obviously Richie, which we'll come on to in a minute. Um, yeah, up front with Kane in the middle of the song on the other side. Yeah, same, same. Not really. Yeah, and well, let's be honest, Richarlison didn't last long, did he? Uh, Bren, was it five minutes before the the, the switch with Kulu? Yeah, no, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. And, and he sort of showed his emotion um, sort of a bit too much, I thought. But but he, he was very upset that he was he was injured and it was clearly a muscle thing and he sort of pulled his sock down. So I don't know if it's the, the calf or, or, or what was the issue there. Was it hamstring or calf? Do we know? Or? Calf. Yeah, okay. calf. So that was because I was watching it on the way back on my phone on the way back from the airport when I got back home yesterday from Rio and yeah, just saw it. And at the time, I was pissed. I was like, "Look, I fucking defended you all season." <laughs> and look, at, I turned, I turned full Paul, Paul Muir. I was like, no, "I've had enough." You, you turn it on for Brazil. You're happy to, to to play with injuries for Brazil, but not for Spurs. You haven't scored anyway. So, but look, I, I think he's devastated. I think <clears throat> as we've seen in the last week with the issues with Conte, I think that he's. Um, He's going to be up with us longer than Conte is, so um, I've got I've got confidence that uh, it'll come good. Uh, he's a good player. He tries. He, he runs his ass off. He does try. He's got ability, but yeah, getting injured so quickly. Eh? I don't know if that's his season over. If it is, fucking up like no goals, no, no Premier League goals all season. That's not good. Even with the injuries, it's not a good look. But and, and I think he'd be the first to admit that. But yeah, it's, it's not good. Agreed. Yeah, the frustrating thing, I was watching him in the warm-up and they were doing a little bit of sort of like passing in tight spaces and he looked sharp. He looks he looks good. And then I didn't even really see anything happen. He just went down, didn't he? And, and the Southampton fans started singing, he's going to cry in a minute. Seriously? <laughs> oh. yeah. So like, nice. that reputation is well-founded now, I think. Well, well established. <laughs> he's an emotional guy. And he did, yeah, look pretty gutted going off. But like, you know, I think Kulu, whilst he's not been playing particularly well recently, I was quite happy to see him come on. Quite good to have that option off the bench. Um, but yeah, big, big shame for, for Richarlison again. Um, and then the first half, Paul, like, <laughs> I don't even, like, when we scored right at the end, for about the preceding three minutes, I'd just been talking to the guy next to him, just moaning, and he was moaning at me, just basically agreeing with each other that it was so poor, pedestrian, just everything that we, we didn't like about watching Spurs this season was just manifested in that game. And I just thought it was just slow, tedious, we struggled to get the ball out from the back, and Southampton aren't a great side, but they still made it quite tricky for us, I thought. You're right. It was slow. It was very, very much lacking intensity. Everybody was like shirking responsibility, under-hit passes, misplaced passes, players taking two, three, four touches when a one when a one pass to like zip it would have been yeah. much, much better. And um, yeah, I mean, chances-wise, I mean, yeah, I, I was confident we would score, but it was just like, it was it was like really, really slow, making real hard work, work and weather of it. I mean, I think Kane broke down the right and Son was free in the middle in a square pass. And Son would have been in on goal one-on-one with their keeper. I think, obviously, that might allude to maybe what Conte was saying about selfish players. We'll come on to that, obviously. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's making a point at Kane there. Poro had two pretty decent... I know they're on his left foot, but the guy's been playing football for what, three or four years old. He should be doing better. It's just, it was just, and Skip, oh, that was the worst I've seen Skip play for a long, long time yesterday. Everybody just looking at everybody else, lack of intensity, lack of motivation. It was like everybody, it's this thing that I see when we play badly. Somebody's always looking at someone else to like mm. uh, be a cat, be a catalyst. That's what I'm trying to get here, be a catalyst. And there was, there was none of that until you say the very end when, when we scored. It made me really angry. That first yeah. half, it made me very angry. No, fully agree. It was just lots of things. Like Skip was trying, there was in, there was intent there, but he just kept shanking it and miss hitting things. And like you're right, the passes were, were going astray, left, right, and centre. And that accountability thing, a hundred percent. There was a, again, it gone back to that thing where the centre midfielders, Hoybier particularly, he's going up to Dyer about five meters away from Dyer's passing him the ball. And he's just going to pass it straight back again. What is the point? It just took so long to get anything going to try and get the ball forward to the front players. And you know, yeah, you're right. Those chances we had, a few of them fell to Porro, and he smashed them over. Um, but in the end, it was actually a real bit of quality and a really nice pass from Sun, wasn't it, Brent? That set up Porro to smash in that uh, the first goal. 
Yeah, no, it was that, it was all about the pass. It and and obviously the run. Um, it seemed to be a lot of the goals came from that part, like for their goals as well. Just that that mm. side of the pitch. But yeah, he just sort of ran in, and I, I, I like Poro. He's he's a good signing. Yeah, he's, he's quality. He's yeah. I like his attitudes. He's he's got technical ability. He's got he's got strength. He's got determination. So. Uh, he just yeah he just spanked it and and it was it was a really good finish and and a really good setup and it was right at the end of the half as well it was like in, in like seventh minute of injury time in the first half but uh, but yeah much much uh, much needed and you, you kind of thought and that that was the worry when we scored that we're like are we going to sit back on this one nil and mm. try and see it out and the second half there was <laughs> a lot happened but it was um, yeah just the construct it was all about the pass from Sonny and and it's good to see that the the assist from Sonny that he's not just trying to spank it in himself that he, he is aware of the players around him of the runs uh, really good goal I like Kulu took a, uh, a diagonal right um, inside right kind of like move to open up that space as well and Poro who I think works really well with Kulu just like floating that space I don't know where their fullback was probably got dragged inside with, with the with the Kulideski run but mm. there's a lot of space out there wasn't there really for that shot I mean he had he had, he had yeah. a good like five six metres and uh, yeah smashed it high uh, into the net and handsome and uh, yeah as Brent said there it was, it was it was a lovely pass like it was weighted lovely good awareness from Son picked it up uh, yeah on the half turn which was nice to see and yeah, uh, yeah 1-0 I think both teams had about 8 or 9 shots in that first half and that was the only shot on target and I think that really? sort of ex- <laughs> yeah that alludes <laughs> to the uh, lack of quality again in the final third uh, from us we just weren't creating those clear-cut chances but again Southampton weren't either they, they were attacking the, the my end in the first half and they were trying to put balls in the box and I thought we defended them fairly well there was a few moments we were a bit like oh a few nervous moments but generally I thought they didn't really provide too much that we couldn't handle um, and it was a sort of a stop starty half as well wasn't it because they had two injuries I think mm-hmm. um, Bella Kotchap is that his name and, and Bednarek both got injured and then Davis as well, which was again seemed to be out of nothing. I think that's just a pull, and I thought Davis was was doing relatively well up to that point. He's perfectly reasonable as, as a left wing back. He's he's better than Session, and I think he's better than Perisic. I think he's our first choice. And to a doggy, I watched a doggy last night um, versus Milan. Funny enough, and he was really really good. So Davis yeah. is keeping that berth warm until um, until the doggy comes. But yeah, you're right. When you see Davis up up close and personal, he's more than he's more than good enough to play that role for us. Yeah, agreed. Um, and their goal. Uh, the thing is, I'll explain that the, the game I was in literally the second row yesterday, and it's very difficult to get perspective. Like I've sat in pretty much the same spot in Spurs for eighteen seasons, in the new stadium and the old stadium, where you're kind of in the corner, so you get a bit of perspective from those angles, and you're a bit high up, so you can kind of see a bit further. And obviously, in the new stadium, you've got the big jumbotron showing the match. You don't have that at Southampton. And the, their goal, like the firing, you just couldn't really tell what happened. It just looked like a ball across. But when I've watched the replay, it's awful defending, oh. isn't it, Brent? Like, Brent, he's just, he's through, like, ahead of our defence. All he's got to do is, is square the ball. It's an easy tap-in, isn't it? So, like, I hate it. Walcott was involved in a few of their goals yesterday. and um, But it's just a tap-in for Shadams, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's the lack of awareness of what's happening and and sort of a lot of flat footedness from the defence there with the running. It was uh, yeah, it it wasn't great. It was, it was an easy finish in the end because um, once he broke that line, then then mm. it was it was straight across the chair Adams. But yeah, but <clears throat> that part of the pitch saw a lot of action, um, and yeah, just it, it was very frustrating, very frustrating. Because as I said, the, the the concern was once we go a goal up. Are we gonna? We're we gonna go for it. We're we gonna try and, and try and push for the second and the third. But it was. We just sat back. And we just let them let them come at us. And it was. Yeah, it was. It was. It was inevitable. It's like one, one minute straight after half time, wasn't it? And it's was like we. It's like we hadn't come out. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what long lay. Long lays. Uh, if if he's actually even communicating with Paris at point, but okay, it's, it's a decent ball in, and obviously it's yeah, Walcott and it's a square. You're hoping that you know. Romero's going to come around on the cover, and even Die is still like he's still behind. Ch- I mean, Chadams is a lump. He's not that good. Fuck's sake, you know. Mm-hmm. Cover the front post, Eric. Cut that ball out before it hits here. Or Romero, get round on the cover. It's Che fucking Adams. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's so much wrong with that goal, and it's just yeah. And then then you think, oh, you know, is it going to be one of them days? As you said, 
Yeah, the, the the kind of atmosphere changed, obviously, within the grounds. Spurs fans went a bit quiet and that kind of inner doubt started to creep in. But you're right. I, I, I think that really falls on Perisic and uh, Longley. They were just a bit ball-watching. And then they let, they let um, Walcott get in just behind them. And then it was easy for him. Like, say, that ball across, they, they broke that line. Everyone was sort of rushing to get back. But, yeah, just just bad, bad defending. Um it took a while, but we, we got back into it as well with a decent cross from, from Kulu. Harry Kane being Harry Kane. Nice header at the back post. Our second and third goals were from Kulu deliveries. Obviously, the first one straight to Kane. But the other one, sort of, <clears throat> there was a mix around from the from the corner. Uh, but yeah, And that's what Kulu brings that, that, that Richarlison doesn't. So whilst yeah. we were annoyed that, that maybe uh, Richarlison wasn't on the pitch to, to, to play that role, it was that delivery and the sort of mix up in the... In the in the six yard box that led to to, to Perisic's goal, but also Kane's goal, and it was it was a great. And then he's also hit a record now. Is it the most headed goals in a season? And it, and there's still like twelve games left. I don't know how many games are left, but he's um. So it was uh, it was good, and then it was good to see us get back into it. And and uh, again with Conte criticising the the determination of the team and the attitude, we still came back into it. We didn't fold, and, and I know it's just, just Southampton, but we 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 did try. And um, it was it was it was a good goal. It was, good, it was good, great. It was about the delivery from Kulu though. It was a really good yes. cross. Cause obviously, like uh, I think Maitland Niles was on at that point and Salisu. So both their first choice, Bella Kocha and Bednarik, have gone off. Bednarik six four, I believe. So they're losing. They, they weren't that high in, cent- in central defence. And obviously, Kane is pretty decent with his head, as as uh, Brennan just alluded to there with the, the record. Mm. But yeah, it's was, it was a lovely ball in. He, he just like he's just. You know, he's, he's he's got two defenders around him, but it, the precision of the ball, and also they're not that great in the air, were they? Well, they're not that tall either. Yeah, they were very Kane, ju- Kane just rises above them and just gets enough on and um, just gets enough diversion on the ball to put in the corner. And uh, yeah, but it, 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 Brennan's right, it's about the ball. Kulu again, cutting back, you know, and that wand of a left foot when he gets it right, he hit, he hit three or four over, over hit three or four last week, and we were critical of him. But this week, I thought he was much better, and that, yeah, that ball in was. Was peachy, as the kids like to say. Yeah, no, agreed. It, it was a nice ball, um, and they made a triple sub after that, which to me seemed a bit weird because they'd already had been forced to make two subs in the first half. So, like on the, I guess it was like the seventieth minute, something like that. Yep. They made a triple sub, took off Shadow Adams, the goal scorer as well. But um, some of the players they brought on did actually seem to make a difference and were involved in a bit of their play. And after that third goal, they did come back at us. They hadn't really done much that second half. Like I said, I think they had a few shots on target after we scored the first. The second goal, I was thinking, right, that's going to be that them dead and buried. But then they came back and got that goal fairly quickly. But again, Paul, it was just terrible defending, wasn't it? Awful defending. For a team who was so solid last season, defensively for that running, what I mean, we we said this a few times, didn't we? What's going on? It was it was awful. Two two defenders on the line and Walcott's free in the middle. Like, why isn't one of them going to him? Brent, one of those one of those guys on the line is Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah. And um and Romero has just basically kind of lunged in trying to get the boys again late. And I don't know what Harry's doing on the line there really because you know. You know, he, you know this, the line's not going to like you know score. It's, it's not going to stop a goal getting scored. He's he, he's in the six yard box where the danger is. It's just yeah, we see it, we see it a lot. It, it was a lack of concentration, but we've seen that far far too much this season. And um, I, I you know I don't know what's going on at that point. You know, have people just switched off mentally? As as yeah, have have people just thought the game's uh, dead and buried and won at that point? I'm not sure, but. Fucking Theo Walker, just yeah, exactly. and, and his hair as well. What the fuck is is he auditioning for Lord of the Rings? Like, <laughs> his shitty hair, dude. Oh. oh dear. The thing is, it's it's just not sensing the danger, isn't it? When you're in that situation, yeah. a decent defender says, "Right, the only person that can score a goal here is a, is an actual human being." So just standing on the line, it just made no sense at that point. I'm watching. Um, I'm watching it now. I don't know if we're zonal. I don't know if we're going man for man or what we're doing. We're zone, as I just said there. Going zone or space doesn't score. So go man for man. He's he's on his own until yeah. Romero realizes yeah. he's going to drop to him and he's late. Yeah, it's 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 crap. It's really really bad. Isn't zonal for set pieces? Like I know we were recovering. I think it was a corner originally or something. But surely once once the corner's been taken, then then you're like you're a bit more aware. You're a bit more like right. This is what this well, is. Well, 
Yeah, I think we've been generous calling it zonal. What we're calling well, no, it, it, it wasn't even stand, corner, standing so. in spaces. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, were, that's what I'm and, trying to get. At, yeah, sorry. And just leaving a player—that's the thing. Like somebody should have been on him. That's just a fact. He, it was far too easy for him being unmarked. The ball dropping to him from there. Like, fine, we didn't win the header. Their, their play got up well, but you can't just leave players unmarked in the box like that. It's stupid. And it's not even like he had to header it. It dropped to his feet. He had that much time. Um, yeah, shit goal to concede. Absolute rubbish. Um, and then we kind of made some subs. Now, I'm not going to dig out Conte too much no. about this. At, at the time, I kind of understood it. I was like, okay, we're, we're trying to get an extra man in the middle. But for me, I remember the comment I made, which was I was just watching us stand off. We weren't engaging. We weren't even getting tight. So the ball was going out wide. The, the, the fullback or the winger just had ages loads of time loads of space i just don't understand why we do that it's like you want to put bodies behind fine but at least make it a bit difficult because otherwise you just we're just static just moving around all their players have got to do is make little runs and and they're going to open up opportunities it's just the way that we defend at the moment i just had no faith in it and to get that penalty was just a complete sucker punch um what did you think about it, Brent? I've seen replay since. I just don't even know whether there's any contact. And for me, like a guy doing a kung fu kick to get a touch on the ball, which he's like Sars trying to clear, I don't understand how that can be a foul. I just don't understand it. It's not for me. It's not. It's, they're both. They're both got their sort of legs in the air. They're both sort of going for it. Just because he sort of fell a bit awkwardly, the ref just was just fooled by it. And, and like I said, I don't think there's contact. It sort of the kicks the air, and and there's the whole argument about feet in the feet in the air. You know, like is it is it dangerous, etc. But his head wasn't near. So I think everything again, it has you have to apply context. And I don't think it was applied. It was just I think the, the ref was itching to give that penalty because he gets a touch on the ball and then Saad misses the ball. The ref's like, yeah, that's an obvious foul. The guy just collapses, even though there's no contact made on him, let alone any contact to make him fall over. It's just a complete joke. I don't yeah, understand. If, if anything, it's a, it's a foul on, it's a foul on, it's a foul on Saar, if anything. Cause like you said, he's jumping across. He's going to clear the ball. And like you said, players do that sometimes where they leave their boot in knowing that a big kick's going to come. And if you get, if you connect with someone's leg when they're clearing a boot, like that's a leg breaker. So, yeah. if anything, the, the argument could be made that it was a foul the other way. Do you know what I mean? Like, and and yeah. to, for, to give it and for, to, for VAR to back it up, it just was oh, it's so annoying. Yeah, I don't get that, uh, Paul. The, the VAR not even really no. making any decision on it, it seems. It, you know, there was a check in the stadium um, and, and they gave it. And I, I could, you could just sense that they were. I don't know. The thing for me as well with Sarah is why is he not remonstrating a bit more? Um, do you, something I picked up watching uh, Skip last last couple of weeks while he's been in for Bentley since since Leicester is like Skip's needs a yellow to give for a ref um, because he never remonstrates. He just looks like that doe-eyed kind of 20-year-old who's just done his A-levels and he's going to have his mates on the ciders on Friday night or something. It just seems that he's just like, oh, okay, what have you given, oh, you given me a yellow? All right. And I get the feeling that Sarah's just like, he's not very, uh, he's not very, um, he's not going to demand much of an explanation. He's like, he's just a little bit kind like, oh, I got yeah. Okay, fine. I mean, if that was me, um, I'd be like literally. It'd be like Roy Keane, Gary Neville, all those guys like around the ref, like in 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 the noughties. It'd be like what the f- yeah. It's just like we're too. It was just too meek in 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 these things as well. So I agree with you. Yeah, he he, he doesn't he doesn't kind of uh, his makeup put put much up put much of a fight up with with the ref about that as well. Um, it wasn't a penalty. You, I think you put up on Twitter that 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 still like there is there is daylight between um, yeah. the yeah. It, 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 I don't understand that VAR haven't got involved in that and said, like, hang on a minute, you made a clear obvious error. You need to you need to reverse that penalty decision. It's but or just, just go and look at it. That's go fine. and look at it exactly. Go and look at it and then and then see what idiot you've made of yourself. But I was thinking we should have put this game to bed with a little bit more kind of like, you know, a bit more dynamic play. Yeah. You know, we, we would have been like three, four, you know, kind of if, if we concentrated, but it was just like that penalty is just, it was, it, it was just, it was just an acceptance on my behalf. as well. I was like, Oh, you know, that's just, that's just us. And I've, I've been thinking about it today. I was like thinking, what, why, why, why am I not, not more annoyed about that penalty being, you know, given and obviously three, three, it's like, you know, deep into injury time and stuff. It's like, 
it's just like we didn't do enough to win, did we? Really, mm. I know, I know, it's mm. a bad decision, but we just didn't do enough to win. We didn't. It didn't feel like we deserved to win. If that makes sense, it was no, absolutely. Again, that was one of the conversations on the terrace. I was just saying this is not a three-one game, but you know we'll take it. And stupidly, at that point, I was just thinking, there's no way Southampton are going to get back into it. I was looking at showing the guy talking to him about the games we've got coming up, saying, look, this is we can put a run together. We've got to win these games, even if we win them like this, where it's not particularly great, and we get the result fine. Trying to be confident, trying to <laughs> trying to mm. get behind the manager and his tactics, etc. Um, shame he didn't do that <laughs> for us after the game. <laughs> what, what, what I will say about the goals in the second half, I don't know if you noticed on the ground, Franco, very, very little celebration, especially from Ivan Perisic when he yeah. scored. He hit it into the ground, it was a good hit, bounced nice, didn't give the goal much chance, it was well directed. Kane as well. It was like it was really kind of muted. Did 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 that come across in in the ground? Did you pick that up as well? Yeah, it was a bit weird. Um, and I think that that, that question has been asked by a few people for Perisic. I think he just realised he's not played particularly well. And there's also mm. talk that he might be gone at the end of the season. Um, we've we've talked a bit about squad harmony or disharmony this season. It's not they don't really seem like that much of a collective at the moment, do they? It's um. Yeah, I agree. As someone who kind of goes on about like team first and you know, kind of people before yourself and all that, there did mm. seem a little bit of that yesterday. And what we'll probably come on to now is about like you know what he said in the, in the post match presser about selfishness. But yeah. it was it was just really it was really really noticeable yesterday. Just watching it, it was like you know, it's like it's almost like Ivan is like person on gratis like oh well done you scored like nice one okay should we get the ball in the jog back to centre circle there's, 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 there was no kind of like you know there was no relief or there was no kind of like there was no joy joy, joy exactly that's the word <laughs> record Poro's doing knee Poro scored his first goal for the club he's doing knee slides and stuff and he's like really pumped up and everybody's over there going yes and tapping him on the head and Romero's doing that pretend punch thing kick thing he does and it's like yes Ivan scores and, and Kane as well it's just like right yeah. Right, okay, let's go again. Just weird, weird. Yeah, it was a bit odd. Um, and just super frustrating. Like We we, we parked because we drove down there because uh, the guy I was with, Steve, you know who I was with, Steve Diver. Um, <laughs> he, he basically... With the heated seats. With the heated seats, yeah. Steve came through everybody. I did have to go all the way to Heathrow to, to get picked up, but, you know. <laughs> the other, other side of London but fair play he still picked me up in the jag and um, so we parked because he was uh, in, in the corporate park we got a, a, par- a parking spot outside and so I'm waiting for him by the car out afterwards and everyone that's coming past two people said to me oh that draw feels like a win doesn't it <laughs> and I didn't want to go no I'm Spurs I just went <laughs> Yeah, and just smiled. And then just, they were so jubilant. <laughs> Southampton was so jubilant. Oh. And there was so much needle between us as well. I couldn't believe it. Like, they, they were well getting into abusing Spurs and um, celebrated their, their draw wildly as well. One fun, final thing that made me laugh was that I did see um, a fan in their stand with an Arsenal shirt on, <laughs> which I thought was... Oh, come on. Fuck. A, bit, a oh. bit weird. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a bit weird, guys. They have Walcott on the back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the only Theo Wilcott fan in the country jeez anyway then on the journey home uh, news started to flood in of the uh, the press conference I don't even I watched some of it and, and admittedly some of it I was just like I don't know what the fuck he's talking about do you know what I mean some of it is a bit garbled and a bit rubbishy like I was just reading some of his comments here and it doesn't even make sense I've seen the managers that Tottenham had on the bench you risk to disrupt the figure of the manager and to protect the other situation in every moment you know, what are you talking about but amongst some of the gibberish, there was some serious things said. Um, what should we talk about first? Him digging out the fans, him digging, no, no, digging out the players, digging out the owners. What did he, he say about the fans? About... What was the fans no, thing? He didn't really say anything about the fans. That was no, the other week, wasn't he? No, <laughs> no he's, he's, he's done that. He, he told us a couple of weeks ago we had to be patient. No, he said we had no patience. We had no patience, had no patience. yeah. Patience. Sorry. First thing, I will say, first thing I will say about that is what happened post. That was premeditated. Um, he was going to say that, I, I believe. I think even, well, even if uh, we won, um, 
I think if we'd made really hard work it and we scraped a 3-2, he might have said some of it. But I get the feeling that that was already to be said. It, it was sort of like, if we win, I might say one or two things. If we lose or we draw, I'm saying, I'm going all in. I'm, I'm, I'm going to scorch earth and I'm calling a drone strike and cruise missiles <laughs> and everything. You know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, that, that my first form, first and foremost was like, yeah, he, 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 he was, he was going to say some of this come what may because um he didn't look he didn't look very happy uh when when the, the camera cut to him on on the sideline um so it, i think something's been brewing for a while well i'm pretty sure something's been brewing for a while but um that's my first thought about it is that some of that was premeditated mm, okay no you're not feeling so, that i don't know he just seemed so angry yesterday because yeah. you watch it with some real anger in his words and it just seemed like he was embodying the frustration of himself and all Spurs fans because everyone was obviously pissed off in that moment and I do feel like he's playing to the gallery a little bit he knows what's going to get traction and all of the you know obvious familiar faces on Twitter it's, Spurs fans are very much split especially down the you know down the Conte uh, Enoch line it's apparently either one or the other can't be both um but you know they're defending him, saying he's he's our manager. He, he, this is this is what we've wanted to hear from somebody for ages. But he's then sort of the, the comments that he's made about the board. Apparently this morning he's come out and said or released something to the press that says he was only talking about the players. But no, Ali, 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 Ali Gold has said that. Let's, let's not be just friendly. him. Not just him. Okay. Not just him. Others right, as sorry. well. Apparently it's something that has been leaked to the press. Um, but you never know with these situations. You never know who's leaked it. It might have been Levy. <laughs> so. but that's, he's, he's made Levy look like such a mug. He really has. Really, and Levy, like Levy's very private. He doesn't do many press conferences, etc. But we know he's yeah. got an e- there's an ego on that, in that man. Obviously, like having yeah. run a big club for so long. So for him just to sit there and let this guy sort of say the words, there's been the same owner for twenty years and they've won nothing. Why is that? That is very pointed. You can you can try and run that back however you want, but that's really pointed towards the owner. And 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 there is there is truth in that, of course. And then for him to go to the players, that the players weren't uh, motivated, that they weren't they didn't want to suffer, that they that, well, I've got, I've got the, the exact words. But again, just excuse me. <coughs> it's your job to fucking motivate them, mate. Like it's your mm. job to get them to want to 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 fight for something. It's your job, mate. You're being paid fifteen million a year. So what's the issue? If 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 the issue is recruitment, say it. Say, well, okay, I didn't get the defender I want because we've spent what two hundred million for him roughly well, we, over the yeah. When one. we when we pay for Kuzowski, it'll be two hundred and four million. Yeah. So again, to, to for him to say that he hasn't been backed, that's bollocks. Like, so we fair enough. We may not have. Uh, there's probably central defence is probably where we are our weakest. So that's probably where he's going to fall back on and say, well, I had to play this way because defence is shit. And I had to cover for that. So I couldn't play this great attacking style of football that Spurs fans want because I've got shit defenders and I need to cover for that. That's his only excuse. But again, like just it's, it's your job to motivate. It's your job to get them to be better. It's your job to improve on the, what you've got. And, and, and the, to, the players didn't carry out my instructions or whatever. That, that, either you haven't put your ideas across well enough or the players don't believe in your instructions. They don't want to play the football that you're telling them to play. So mm. it's on him. It's not. It's not just on him. But take some fucking responsibility, mate. Like you've got, you've you've had a year and a half. It's not just you've just rocked up here and everything's shit. No, you, this is this is your team. Own it. And he's not owning it. Oh, I can't wait till he goes. I just fuck off, mate. <laughs> yeah, it, it does seem to have been the final straw for a lot of Spurs fans that don't really like the way that he carries himself, Conte. But you you can't really deny that some of the things he said uh, are fairly fairly true and, and ring ring true of a lot of the anti-Enic lot but it's the players being dug out that I was a little bit surprised about because some of it doesn't make sense he's basically said what I see is um, 11 players out there playing for themselves which I just I don't see I don't, I don't see it because it doesn't make sense like he says in my experience I can tell you that yeah, if you want to be competitive you have to fight you have to improve this aspect and this aspect I can tell you in this moment is really really low and I see 11 players that play for themselves I don't think that's true I don't think you can say Oliver Skip plays for himself I don't think you can say any of the defence play for themselves 
I mean, Kane was a little bit greedy yesterday, took a few shots, but I don't think in general you would say that he is a player that only plays for himself. He's hardly a goal hanger, is he? He gets involved in all the play, wants to create stuff. Kulu busts his gut, Richarlison busts his gut, Son, he's on bad form, but I think he always tries. If you went through the entire team, I don't think you could really name any players that you would call selfish or... You know, only play for themselves. Well, maybe, maybe Son, maybe Richarlison and stuff. But again, that's that's not where the issue is. It, 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 for him to say to, to throw the full team under the bus, again, I'm with you. I'm trying to find who would it like Ben Davies, fucking Romero, Diet like that. They have their limitations, but they're they're trying. And and for him just to, to do that, and he's done it since he arrived. I think it worked at the beginning because of the whole sort of carrot and stick analogy, like like. Like this, um, hard, tough love, whatever it is, but 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 by now he should be able to to understand how the team works, and and to 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 have relationships with the players. But I don't think he does. I don't think he he's not invested in them emotionally. He's not invested in them professionally. He wants out. I think I think I, put, I tweeted yesterday. The most Conte out person in the world is Antonio Conte himself. Just, <laughs> he wants out. And when that's the situation, how Levy can just let this drag on, it look, makes him look really fucking bad. Yeah, I mean, he dug out the players some more. Let's, I'm just going to go into some more of the comments. He said, there, I mean, I don't know whether he's just trying to motivate them because yesterday was obviously disappointing. Southampton, bottom of the table. It was a game that we really should have won. And to let them come back into it like that was obviously very disappointing. But he said, there are 10 games to go and some people think we can fight. Fight for what with this spirit, this attitude, this commitment? What? For 7th, 8th, 10th place? Now, my man, if we'd have won that game, we would have been in third. So mm-hmm. it just, again, and this is the team that beat Man City, that beat Chelsea and then can't beat Sheffield United, can't beat you know Wolves, can't beat Leicester. It, it doesn't make sense. We have, do, do we have the fighting spirit in those games? We don't have it in others. So to kind of try and blame it on that, it just seems a bit naive to me. And the irony meter was going off when he's when he's like, I am not used to this position. I'm really upset and everyone has to take responsibility. Well, when are you going to take responsibility? It just, it did seem a little bit yesterday like it was just throwing shade on everybody else, but not taking much accountability himself. I think that's what upsets people. Well, not upset on me because I didn't get upset. You get an attack dog, you know, and I said this before, you get an attack dog, don't whine when it reverts to type, right? Mm. So we know what we get with Conte. I've said countless times he's a dickhead, but he's our dickhead. And he, he got a little bit of credit for what he did last. He got a lot of credit for what he did last season. And I was really, really excited that we were going to really push on. It hasn't happened. He has not done enough this season to justify what he said yesterday. Mm. And the lack of like own responsibility and taking some culpability for where the team are. If he's talking about seventh or eighth and the team aren't responding, it's 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 a lot of it's down to him. He has been backed, as Brendan said ten minutes ago. And it's the style of play, um, and all the other things that we've we've talked about for weeks, months, pre and post World Cup, okay. That's that's what I think annoys a lot of fans is that it's just someone is down to him and he's not taking responsibility for that. Yeah, I think there's that. Um, but then he's he has also uh, dug out the, the the owners and basically said that you know how many managers have you, have you gone through twenty years with this own same owner and they've won nothing. You can't really say that you weren't talking <laughs> talking about the owners, can you, Bren? It's like it makes no sense. No, of course he is. Of course he is, and and it, and it's something that <clears throat> us fans have been saying. So, like you said, he's playing to the gallery. He sort of knows that, that fans are having these conversations. Oh, we've had these owners for twenty years. We just won the Mickey Mouse Cup in 08. Yeah. on merit. I think we would deserve that. But you know, what I, mean? I, I I can see what he's doing there. But um, but yeah, no, uh, he's not. He's 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 sort of saying, "Oh, back me." But he has been backed, and it's like, well, I think because he knows he's leaving. So if he if he had a long term plan, he wouldn't be saying this sort of shit. He'd be like, right, okay, fair enough. I've been back to a bunch of now. In the summer, I will get a few defenders in, sort that out. We've got a really good midfield up front. We've got great players. It's it's the defence that's lacking, and I get him. I get that. We all understand that. But just work with what you've got, mate. That's what you're paid fifteen million quid a year for. Just work with what you've got, and then then make these 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 comments. If he wants to get backed, then sign a contract. Yeah. No no company 
football or otherwise, is going to look at a guy in charge and this guy's saying, you know what, I need capital expenditure of another 185 million, 200, 250 million quid. But I might be off yet. So I want this, but I'm not going to show you any kind of loyalty. Like, no mm. business is going to do that, are they? Right. Come on, let's be honest. No business is going to do that. And if you do, then Levy is an absolute idiot, but it wouldn't happen with Enoch and Levy and, and Joe Lewis. That, that's a moot point. But, but why hasn't he signed a contract? Because he wants to go, he wants to go. He, wants, he clearly doesn't want to be there. He's, I think there's 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 talk there's there's reports that uh, he regretted it from the moment he signed the deal for Spurs. He regretted it. He's not bought a house in London. His family is still in Italy. He's still staying in a hotel every night. He's still commuting and all this. And it's just like, well, why are we still? Why are we holding on to this? What's going on? Yeah. Like, come on, we got we've got to make a decision. We've got to be strong and be like, all right, okay, fair enough. This we gave it a go. The manager doesn't want to commit to us. So we shouldn't have to commit to him. Let's, let's cut ties now because the longer this drags on, the worse it's going to get. The worse it's going to make us look. The worse it's going to make Daniel Levy look. I'm, I'm Like I said, I'm so surprised that after uh, the comments from Conte yesterday, that Levy hasn't pulled the plug already. And it probably happened over the international week or after the next defeat. Uh, but he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. If he does go, if he does go, people forget about the running last season and they'll remember Conte for what he said last night. That, that, that'll that be Conte's legacy with Spurs, what he said. And he'll be the poster boy for all the guys with the pitchforks, Enoch out and Lee doesn't care and all this bollocks. Okay. He, he'll be like, well, we were told by our, our winning manager, our second winning manager after Mourinho. And he said these things. This is what, this is will be like uh, Conte's legacy for the next three, four, five, six years, what six seasons, whatever. Well, we still got this divide. We've got a division in the fan base. The, this this isn't going to go away and with every retelling of the story there'll be a little kind of like embellishment and and it'll be like yeah like Conte was this massive figurehead for us and he really felt like you know how I felt about Enoch out and stuff like this is what Conte will be remembered for and that's really really sad and it's actually it's actually just it's just a bit bit sour isn't it he, yeah Ben's right go Brenny's right go international break and get a new. I'm sure there have been uh, workings behind the scenes at the minute to 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 sound out certain people, whoever that is, you know, whoever it's Maurizio or or Enrique or, or or somebody else. I'm sure that yeah, that those conversations have been happening in the background quietly and and covertly. So yeah, he, he has to go, he, and it's 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 the football as well as anything. You know, it's it's like he's massively underachieved with what he's got. Yeah, um, I think. Conversations will be had today. I'd be surprised, even if he's running back his comments and he's trying to not dig out the board. Damage is done on that. Like I said, the the people who are against the board um, have all decided those comments they're set in stone forever now. They're probably mm-hmm. memes. Um, mm-hmm. So you know that that isn't repairable. It just isn't. He, he said that you can't you can't roll back those comments. And I I think the board will take them seriously. I, I think as soon as you start digging them out, just like that. Um, that'll be the end of it. And let's be honest, the, the, the question really <clears throat> is whether we get somebody new in or whether Mason just takes over for the remaining games. At the minute, I don't think it would make a lot of difference. Like I said, we've got plenty of winnable games and I think the fans, if we just started playing slightly more positive football, um, would, would get behind it and, and things would start to feel a bit better. The key question is who is next, as, we've, as, as Paul was saying. And I'm kind of I was I was against it at the beginning, but I'm kind of warming towards Poch. I think he clearly wants to come back. That's why he hasn't taken another job. Mm. I think that he um he would help in terms of winning over the fans. There's that nostalgia, there's the romance with it all, there's that feeling of unfinished business. We know he can do a job, he's got good relationships with the players. The, 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 the weird thing is though, like there was the question of would Kane then stay if Pochettino came back? Because it was a whole thing about like, oh, Conte's future is all dependent on Kane's and vice versa. So now mm. Conte's going and so will Kane stay if we get Poch back? It, just, it, it doesn't make sense. It's, it's contrary to everything that was said about Conte. Like if Kane staying was dependent on Conte staying, now Kane staying on Conte, Kane staying is dependent on Conte leaving and Poch coming back. It's just a bit, bit, bit odd. Um, but yeah, I, I, don't... I, I don't see that much of a, a relationship between them. Do you? I don't see Conte constantly talking about how great Harry Kane is and Harry Kane talking about how great Conte is. I just don't see it. Well, I think in terms of the the, the profile of the manager, the fact that we thought that, that Conte would bring us this success that he clearly hasn't, 
Um, so again, I, I don't know if, if Pochettino coming back is enough for Kane. I mean, but then who else is? Do we go to Tuchel? Do Tuchel convince Kane to stay? And and do we give a fuck if Kane stays or not? Like, it, there's all these 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 variables that come into it. I think in, during the summer, one of Son or Kane will leave in the summer. That that I think will happen. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is dependent on the manager that comes in. And I think that that it will probably be Pochettino. I don't know who else there is. De Zerbi, I don't trust De Zerbi enough. He's not had enough time in the Premier League. He sort of mm. fell into a really good setup at Brighton. Um, Tuchel, no. Sorry, I just don't want another Chelsea manager. Um, the guy, um, Amarim, at uh, Sporting. Sandro is a big friend of him. I like him. I think he's good. I think he's yeah, the, the, there's options out there, but Pochettino does seem to be the fan favourite. The issue for me is whether he comes in now, because look, whilst we're in fourth, we're still in that Champions League place, to get rid of your manager now when you're in the top four position, with the risk of falling out of that top four position, remember we're competing against Liverpool, we've got to play them still. Um, so what are we? Oh yeah, seven points ahead, they've got a game, two games in hand, so they could be a point you know, behind us, but that could change. And if we drop out of the top four, manager Poch comes in, doesn't get us top four, that's a difficult position to be in in the summer, isn't it, um, I think? Where do, where do the players go now? I mean, seeing the players in the squad, okay, Larissa's is the club captain, obviously uh, Kane, probably Hoybjerg, it's probably, yeah, I'd, I'd say, I'd say looking, watching yesterday and what, what I saw at Leicester as well, I think people listen to Force as well, they've probably got their own little, what, at Dyer, they've got the probably, you know, WhatsApp groups where they've gone around somebody's, somebody's house for dinner or something, are, are they really gonna put their shoulder into it and actually go to the very, very end for a manager like this and, and, and try and keep that fourth or, you know, somebody else coming in. If it wasn't Rizzo or, or or someone else, would that be the kind of the, the, the kind of like the reset and the 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 unbuckling of the leashes that they need to like really like cement forth? I'm not sure, and I think that's probably what the discussions today have been about. Is like, can these players or will these players will excuse me these players carry on doing the the the, requ- the requisite excuse me the requisite um, uh, effort to keep us in fourth? Under what under this manager who just basically like torched them, he's pulled fuel on them and he set them alight. Yeah, no, and in, I think his hope is obviously that it will motivate them to to step up. These are twenty these are twenty first century football uh, elite athletes. I don't know anybody who would respond well to that in any sport. Yeah. At all, I, I, mm. it's it. This is not the eighties and the nineties where you got like Sunis and like you know you've got your kind of uh, your Graham Roberts and these people and all these people like grabbing people by the neck and like saying like you fucking play for the shirt and stuff. Something you can't do that with modern modern athletes. They get paid too much money and they just say no. I'm just going to go somewhere else. Um, and I don't think it's been a lack of effort. That's the other thing for me to criticise them and say they're selfish and they're playing for themselves. I just don't. I don't think anybody's really seen that on the pitch. We've seen. We've seen them be out four, and we've been, and we've seen them. Yeah, so I mean, there has been a few games, I suppose, where you would say like we we just weren't we were a gear behind the opposition. We weren't up for it. But you then see the next game, we go out and, and we're we're a different side. It's just the, the the inconsistency that we've had with this team. You'll 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 you'll, you'll find out now, which will be interesting after the break. You'll find out what senior players are about in this club. You'll see what Kane is about. You'll see what Hoiberg is about. Eric Dyer as well. Son. I don't think he's got that kind of personality, despite obviously kicking off in the documentary with um, Hugo when Hugo had a go at him. You, you'll find out a little bit more about the mentality of these players, and you know, it, I'm I'm not grasping at straws here, but you might see some people like uh, an Emerson Royale, for example, come to the fore and say, look, look, I might be out this summer. You know, Poro's here, or whatever. It might be a Ben Davis, you know, captain Wales, might might be like the glue that kind of like keeps these guys together. We don't know, but it will be interesting to see the response over the next two or three league games. It was going to be really interesting. Yeah, well, there wasn't any group photos on the on the bus on the way back to London, was there, last night? So <laughs> that must have been an interesting time. Did he come back on the bus? Did, did, did Conte travel back with him? Do we know? No, I've got no idea. Um, okay, all right. I'm not, I'm it's a bit of like... a weird setup because like, the, the Tottenham bus had to park literally right outside the ground, right outside the main road and the main entrance. And they had two buses. And then they have like a, a, what they called a Luton van. With, kit. Um, with all the kit in it as well. So um, they were all just parked out the front and there was a big mob of sort of people trying to get autographs and stuff straight after. And, they, and we left about half an hour after the game and that was when the fans were coming out. So Conte must have gone in, gone out, done his post-match interview, probably gone in late into the players a bit maybe and then they all just got on the bus and gone home. Must have been a bit sour. But um, 
like you say, we'll see what happens. Training will be interesting. I'm, mm. I'm assuming everyone's straight off onto international duty, so they won't be back at, at the, uh, the training ground before then. I don't know. I, yeah, obviously, um, the players are not on international duty. They'll, they'll probably just like do conditioning and, and fitness and stuff. I assume Conte's gone, it's gone early. Yeah, we'll see. Stay, stay okay. there, mate. Stay there. Just get a one way. Don't come back. On the, the international uh, roundup, just because uh, hats off to, to Emerson Royale for getting back to the Brazil team. Uh, it was a uh, it was great. It was great to see and, and recognition that that because the, the previous manager's left, so there's like a temporary manager now until like, they, they're hoping to get Ancelotti. Um, so the temporary manager for him to have noticed the performances from Emerson Royale, bearing in mind he's the under twenty one manager as well and has been taking care of them, not being able to see the players. So that that speaks volumes for. For Royale's performances, so happy for for Royale to be back into the the Brazil the Brazil team. He's probably just been watching the highlights that Emerson puts on his Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, this is the man. Right, let me just quickly mention footballprizes.co.uk. This week, uh, you can remember the good old times. It's got a, a Ledley King signed shirt. Bosh. Tickets for that are three ninety five. There's one hundred thirty five available, uh, and at the minute, just over a quarter of them are gone. The competition ends on Thursday, the 23rd of March at 7.30. So you've got a few days before that ends. And don't forget with the code uh, CR10, that's all letters CR10, you get a 10% discount off your ticket price. There's also lots of other instant prizes to be won in that draw. So get involved at footballprizes.co.uk. Don't also forget that the YouTube gang are back on Monday. They'll be going over all of Conte's comments in a lot more detail. Obviously, that show's a lot longer. Um, so get over there if you want an extended play uh, and listen to the other Cheeseheads' opinions. Um, we probably won't be doing anything for the international break next weekend. I'm off to uh, Eindhoven and Antwerp for a nice little weekend break. Oh, you went to Morocco less than a month ago. Oh, come on. Come on. It's not like I'm missing pods. I have to time my holidays to coincide with pods. No, you don't. That is absolute <laughs> nonsense. It's no, not. I'm don't. only going because it's the international break. I promise you. Well, it's more to do with football than it is to do with the pod. But anyway, got a very understanding. Was it, was it a thinly swipe at me as well for, keep, for, for going all? <laughs> you know, yeah. Where's Brendan? Like, we look anywhere between south of uh, Miami and San Diego, and north of like. Puerto de la whatever in the south south of like Argentina, he could be well, anywhere in the kind of like the mass of like South America or Central America. We never know where you are, Bren. There should I be. I think app. Brendan does. I think Brendan's diary only <laughs> only lasts two weeks. So Brendan's like, oh, I'm away for the next two weeks. And then I'll do all the pods when I come back. And he's back for three days. And he's like, oh, I've got to go to Panama. Oh, I'm off to Mexico. Sorry, I forgot. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I'll do the pod on the weekend. Oh, it's actually all my kids' birthdays, so we're doing a barbecue. Sorry, forgot. I'm just jealous. I'm just jealous. I'm fully committed. I'm fully committed. I'm fully committed. But, but, but work comes for it. Work, work's always there. And I'm off to Mexico tomorrow at 5 a.m. for a week. <laughs> See? See? <laughs> Jesus He's, Christ. Need to get a new job. We need more patrons. Then we can give Bren. He can be a full-time cheesehead. And then you don't have to go traveling all around South America. Yeah, quick shout out for our patrons. Obviously, what's been happening uh, yesterday, actually, last couple of weeks, it's, it's been really good. We've had some really good discussions on there, people worldwide and stuff. So for three quid a month, I don't know what it probably works out about four and a half bucks if you're an American or whatever, six dollars in Australia. Um, get, get involved because it's really, really good, and there's, there's, there, there are some um, there are some really good uh, points of view that you, if you're in Twitter a lot, which I tend not to be at the moment, um, it, it, it kind of gets lost. But in, in a small kind of group of like, yeah, 50, 60 people, it's, it, it's a good place to be. So if you fancy a bit of that, get involved. Yep, there you go. Um, right, shout out also to uh, Isaiah, um, who's now be, basically doing some intern work for his part of his university and he's doing some research for us for the pod. We didn't use a lot of it tonight, it's got to be said, but we're going to be in future. So um, shout out to you, Isaiah. Cheers for doing that. Cheers, Isaiah. Right, yeah. Right, cheeseheads. Um, until next time, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.